0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Emergency Nine Golf Podcast. Here with McLean Jay, I am Mike. We're happy to have you back listening to another episode. Sorry for the one day delay. I think you've all figured this out by now. If you've listened to us long enough, we say we're going to record on Mondays, but like thirty percent of the time we record on Tuesdays. So yeah. you know, Which believe it,
1: is, is fine. Yeah.
0: yeah, I'll take the over. Believe it or not, we do have lives, people, and we had some things going on. McLean's hungover. He he had a some friends over in a bash for the college uh, national championship. Uh, Jay and I made our way to Washington D.C. to watch the Boston Bruins just absolutely curb stomp the Washington Capitals last night, and it was fantastic.
1: I mean, it was everything was fantastic about the about the night, other than the fact that the Caps got just mollywopped,
2: <laughs> which is a weird word. I don't know. Yeah, well, I'd never heard that,
0: that before. But really? Got, so got, that's because you're from Boston. Nash.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mollywap is definitely a term. They got smashed. It yeah, wasn't even
1: close. And we picked a couple on the way up. I'm I'm trying to like I don't watch a whole lot of hockey, but I mean a little bit here and there. But I'm getting the inside scoop on both of these teams from Mikey. And I'm like, all right, I need to put some action on this game to make it even more fun. So I'm like, okay, we picked the final score, two, one, three, two. And Mike's like, Yeah, anything more than five point five goals is, you know, that's that's pretty high. I was like, that's just not gonna happen. And by the end of the night, it was seven <laughs> three. And he's just out of his in his out of his chair, just screaming and yelling. This is crazy. I can't believe this. Seven goals. I mean, gosh, it's awesome.
0: Let's be <laughs> honest, You were not gonna bet Bruin seven three. Never. But, but it was, I was I was incorrect. That I was I think, not I did not see that many goals coming. That's a lot of I don't goals. Know what the odds were. I think the odds were literally, I think they were like 10,000
1: to one for <laughs> what for a seven to three. Finish, which would have been awesome. We would actually may have stayed
0: in in DC had we had we hit that. <laughs> yeah, we might not have been recording tonight either.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> we we would, were. We would have been at the yeah, blackjack table at the MGM there in right. National Harbor.
2: That's right. I've seen a lot of uh shootouts this year. A lot of shootouts this year.
0: There I've been watching
2: a little bit of hockey, and I've seen a bunch of shootouts this year. It's it's kind of fun when it gets to that stage.
0: Jay had to listen to me all night geek out on hockey. Um, it, it was, it was cool. Cause like
1: I said, I mean, just the little intricacies of like the strategy and what they're doing. I mean, I'm, I appreciate that. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a sports fan and like when you watch athletes like that on the ice, I mean, these guys are, they're incredible. There's how, how fast and how big they are, how they can skate, change directions on ice yeah. and then <laughs> still, and still manage to control a puck that's, you know,
0: can sometimes be moving 80 miles an hour. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. Um yeah, they I are mean, pretty pretty impressive athletes and we were fortunate enough thanks to uh Dwight Taylor found remember to uh give us his season tickets that he was not using last night and uh, had tremendous seats about like 10 rows up on the blue line so to see these guys kind of up close and just how friggin' fast they are and big and agile and it's cool. They're they're very impressive athletes and a lot of them are really good golfers too.
2: Yeah. A lot of them are. I actually, I've, I've fit a good bit of them and uh, I fit Matt Duchesne with the uh, predators not long ago. And he was telling me all about how he plays with the like flexiest um, hockey stick he could possibly have. You know, they have a bunch of different flexes and I'm sitting there going, I did not know that. I did yeah. not know there were just a ton of different flexes. We don't, they don't teach you that shit in North Carolina.
1: Yeah, that <laughs> makes sense though. I mean, yeah, it know. does.
2: It does. I mean, let me tell you right now, now in golf shafts, he's a fucking ex. He, he oh, might yeah. he might play the whippy something in uh in the yeah. hockey stick, but yeah, golf. Oh, yeah, shaft, there's different he's, he's there's that. even
0: different curves. Guys prefer different curves on the stick yep.
2: too. Yeah. No, there, there is way more in that goes into it than um what I knew. And, and obviously not I, I'm a I'm a fan of the sport. I follow it loosely. I'll watch a game here or there, but have almost no knowledge of the intricacies of the uh the sport itself.
0: That's cool. Actually, the cool thing about the sticks is all the players like take care of their own sticks. There's no like equipment managers, like they tape them how they want. They'll yeah. blow torch them to to get them a little flexible and bend them to where they want. They're like fully in charge of their own sticks of of kind of getting ready for for game day. I mean, I can I can appreciate
1: that these are their tools. I mean, this yeah. is what this is you know tools for their craft. I mean, as a golfer. Like the only other person touching your your sticks would be your caddy. But even still, it's like, hey, I'm I'll, I'm going to get them the way that I want. And you yeah. know, whether to put it on grips, a lot of guys, a lot of pros still put their own grips on because they yep. just don't want to deal with I mean, especially putter grips. I mean, I know I was that way. If I wanted to you know, put a new putter grip on, I'm putting it on myself. You know, I'm not letting somebody else put it on because it it, they, it looks square to someone else, but to me, it's like, hey, maybe I like it just a little bit like this. I mean, whatever. When I hold it, whatever makes the face look, you know, square is the way that I like it. So, I can see that. Yeah, I, mean, I can't remember
0: the last time someone regrip my clubs. I always do my own. It, no one's going to touch yeah. my stuff. We uh, were just talking about the
1: uh, the little life act that I <laughs> that I do. You guys gave it another name, but um, with a, <laughs> I use a, a just to let everybody know what the inside joke was. I used to <laughs> use iomic grips uh the putter putting grips and they were so soft that you'd wear out the back end of it and it would always jab into your hand so yeah the the butt of the butt of the steel the, shaft the butt of the steel shaft would wear through the grip and you would it would you know anytime you'd lean up against your shaft it would it would uh it would jab me in the hand so I, I mean the next grip I got I put a you know a dime in the back and taped it in and then put the grip on and then I, you know, the Ioma, IOMA grips, you can keep on there for five years. Was and you gave it some other type of
0: term. Southern but, ingenuity.
1: <laughs> but it works.
0: <laughs> Not exactly what I said, but. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, yeah. So that was fun last night. And um, I guess congrats to Georgia. Jay and I will kind of listen to the second half on the way home. Um, I'm just glad Alabama didn't win.
1: I mean even if you're an Alabama fan you I feel like you're kind of like well, you're probably disappointed because you think you should win every year and you should because you've got the greatest college coach of all time and you've got Bill O'Brien as your offensive coordinator who was a an NFL coach for how many head coach for 4 seasons or 5 seasons uh, more either like way five yeah whatever you and and you get the best recruits every single year uh, I mean, you should you should be in the in the playoffs every year, if not the national championship. So, I understand why their expectations are so high. But, but if you win every single year, I mean, that one year you have an off year, you're like, oh well, you know, whatever. We'll yeah. come back next year. Which they're going to get a ton of players back. Uh, the quarterback Bryce is coming back.
0: So I mean, it, it yeah. wouldn't surprise me if they they went back to the national championship again. I made sure to text a couple of. Uh... Some Uga friends and good listeners of this podcast this morning. Both of them said the same thing that they were hurting and needed more sleep. Yeah, of so, that. Congrats, congrats to Uga. It's fun winning national championships. I was. I don't know if we, I told you this, guys, but I, a lot of my teams have won championships. It's really fun when they do it. Never, never heard that. <laughs> never heard that. <laughs> um, what did, did Jalen Dell call me last night? <laughs> <laughs>
1: What did he call you? <laughs> we, well, they'll have to look it up. But, yeah, that was that was pretty good as we're sitting there, you know, watching the caps from 10 rows up. Is Jalen
0: Dell a Buffalo Bills fan? He's got to be, right?
1: Uh, yeah, he's, he's a Buffalo Bills fan. He doesn't have much of a choice. I don't think he's a huge NFL football fan. I mean, obviously – Oh, he said. What did he say about the Buffalo Sabers? He was jealous because the Buffalo Sabers
0: were like watching paint dry or something. Okay, it like was like going to a library. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, well, let's let's get to some golf. But Jay, uh, if you're a Buffalo Bills fan, go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, that's right. You guys are playing this week. That's right. Saturday night, eight fifteen. It's supposed to be like negative five with the windshield. They
2: said in Buffalo. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah. So that sounds fun. let's go do that fuck that i went to atlanta this weekend and froze my ass off you think you're getting me north of the mason dixon line you can kiss my ass (laughs) no i'm good i'll pass
0: so let's uh let's we had our first event of the year of 2022 in beautiful kapalua
2: Hang on mm-hmm. one second, Mike. Hang on one yeah. second. We need to uh, give a shout out, or not a shout out, but sure. Um, remember Tim oh uh, Yeah, right? great. And yep. that's a uh, a huge thing. I, I'd I'd like for us to start the show with that because yeah, you know, he what he contributed to the sport um, is insurmountable, con- especially considering he, he's one of the guys that didn't have a former playing background. Um, and, and from where he started to get to where he was, I just uh, I want to pay my respects. I yeah. thought he was one of the absolute best to ever do it for us. It seems and, like, and I mean us as a golf announcer. As in members um, of the media. As a as a member of the media. Um no. No, jokes yeah. aside. Jokes aside, um, Tim Rosefort was a. we lost a great one in the golf world and what he did was fantastic. He his contributions to the game will last a long time. Um I'm happy to hear of all of the Recent designations, I believe it was Bay Hill named their media center the Tim Rosa Media Center for the honor. Uh, was it that? Yeah, that Honda correct? Classic did the same thing. Honda Classic, no, it was the Honda Classic. I apologize, I knew it was one of these um tournaments down here, but regardless of which, um, awesome to see that. Uh, a guy who, um, one of 12 honorary PGA members, mm-hmm. the only journalist to have that honor. Um, like I said, he's a pioneer and what he in his craft and ultimately he will be sorely missed uh both behind the microphone and in print yeah that was sad to hear today
0: i i, I knew he was have, having health issues which is why he retired from the golf channel a few years ago with the alzheimer's i didn't realize it had progressed that far and that that quickly hear. um
1: at 66 years old that's uh yeah you know he was to jump on that quickly like
0: you said he retired two years ago i mean that's uh I mean, he was—he was the man. He had all the information. He broke all the stories. He was like the Adam Schefter of golf. But Adam Schefter just kind of breaks news. Tim was also—I uh, must say—Adam is not a journalist, but he was more of a journalist and put out great stories. And it was like a mix of Adam Schefter and a Tom Rinaldi kind of. Yeah,
2: well, yeah, you're really I like think character. One of right. Character. The things that separated uh, Rosafort was he had the respect of all the players.
1: I was just going to say that he had he had really good relationships with all of the players. I mean, if he wanted an interview with one of the guys, that rarely, unless it was some something circumstantial with you know how they finished the tournament or played, they always reciprocated you know the, the request and would always do the interview with with Rosenfort. I mean, so that that alone says something. You know, if he asked for an interview and wants to do something, these guys would do it because he knew. They knew they knew he, he was somewhat protected I and mean, he did a good job of asking the tough questions without alienating the guys. And as a you know, again, this is not nowhere near nowhere near what the guys on the PJ Tour deal with. But the little bit that I had to deal with the media, you know, you, you wanted that protection from uh, the journalists when they came came to you for questions and 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 any type of story. You're like, OK. Are you gonna Are you gonna attack me right now? Or are you gonna Are you with me? Are we on the same team? Do you want to get a good You want to get a good story? And I give you some tidbits here. Or are you gonna You know, ask the tough questions, but not put me in a really tough tough spot? And he was really good. At that he did a really hit a perfect blend of asking the tough questions while still keeping it kind of information. Very classic. fair.
0: So, yeah, very fair. Um, yeah. So he he will be missed, and he has been missed the last few years with him. Not being around the game of golf and covering it and writing and being on the golf channel, so uh, again, uh, sad to hear, and we wish his family, um, you know, our thoughts and prayers. And uh, he will be definitely remembered uh, for a long time in our game and kind of set the standard. So um, to Tim Rosaford,
1: yeah,
0: cheers, cheers. So Cam Smith uh, Maui, while well, it was snow-covered ground here in Virginia. We get to look at Maui every night, which was, I guess, a good consolation, sort of, maybe. (laughs) I guess it made
1: you depressed. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) Just close the blinds so you don't look out the window. But Cam Smith wins the century with essentially a two-man duel with him and Rom all weekend being paired together, kind of going shot for shot, birdie for birdie, Gets it done. Um, Mullet is looking fantastic. Stash looking great. And, uh, you know, a lot to say. Um, He played his ass off, obviously. If you're going to shoot 34 under par and only win by one, uh, it's pretty remarkable. Matt Jones put in a little bit of a charge there on Sunday with a 61. How about Matt Jones? Sorry, real fast. 62-61 Saturday, Sunday, and he loses by two. Thanks for coming. 32 under par. Strunk slammer. <laughs> that's, that's unreal. <laughs> but what do you what do you make of, Let's start with Cam Smith. What do you make of Cam? His his um performance, his game. He played well last year and a bunch of things. Never really. I don't. I can't remember if he obviously he won last year, but he seemed like he was up there top five in a bunch of events, some big ones as well. um Silky smooth putting stroke and just obviously if you're gonna make shoot thirty four under, you're gonna make a lot of birdies and make a lot of putts. But he is a. Uh, yeah, he is just fun watching him putt. So so free. It's like he doesn't care. He just kind of rams it in the back.
1: With as free as his his putting stroke is, his swing is the most weird looking. It, it's so many moving parts. Like I, you know, obviously we're being critical. He shot 34 a par, so something's working. I mean, through the ball, it's great. He hits it great, but watching him swing, it there's. He, you know, he, he kind of picks it up and takes it outside and then gets it up at the top, gets it across the line and then drops it back in. And then, I mean, it's like, man, it's a lot to keep, you know, it's a lot of eye movement when you watch this, you know, him swing. And it's like, how does he make it all work? But he 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 makes it work. And, I, you know, like you said, a lot of it and that that I mean, I know we're going to get to this, but I think that's probably why it worked out for him. He, if he. The, the course is, you know. Pretty open, pretty big. You know, it really comes down to putting contests, and he's one of the better putters, you know, on tour, especially
2: on greens like that. It's like, I, you know, I'm yeah, Jay, not you're a right. huge fan. What's that? I was saying, you are right though about a swing. Yeah. He relies a lot on timing. I yeah. mean, a lot on timing. And when his timing's on, he's shown he's money. Yeah. yeah. But to to keep that same timing for twenty years, I just feel is it could be somewhat difficult. I I hope you I really like him. I like the guy as a part of our sport. I like him as one of our leaders of our sport. I think he's he's getting up there. Yeah, exactly. You know, he's colorful. He's, he's fun. You know, you you look at him immediately. Like, "Ah, I bet that guy has a good time. I I could drink a beer with that guy immediately. You know what I mean? Guy has a mullet and a mustache. You tell me he doesn't like cold beer and he's from Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me the guy doesn't like cold beer. I'll kiss your ass. Um, (laughs) But regardless, um, you know, I, I think, uh, I hope he continues to play well, but like I said, that timing um, is something that's going to have to be relied on for a long period of time, and whether it holds to the test of time um, will be something to watch.
0: Jay, were you getting ready to say you don't like him, or you don't like? No, no, no,
1: not him. I I think he's great. I, I don't like. uh, You don't like his move
2: necessarily.
1: No, no, no. I mean, even that. Like, I I think it's cool. I mean, to have some unique swings. I don't disagree. No, I I just I just thought it was it's amazing that he plays as well as he does with a lot of the moving parts. I think he's I like him. I think he's he's funny. He's got a great personality. Um, Like I said, he's he's a character. He's colorful. He's different. I mean, I think it's great for the sport. I was just I was impressed that he is able to play as well as he does with kind of all that movement going on. I was I was alluding to um, it. it, The course, the setup, you know, Kapalua, because it was so it's so easy becomes like a putting contest, like strictly a putting contest and it, that it loses its luster. Like it it takes some of the skill away from it. In my opinion, it's like, you know, it's hard for anybody hit ball really out of play there. I mean, yes, there are a few holes that you can play, but it's bombs away, you know, hit wedge into the green or short mid iron into the, into the green. And then the greens are super flat for the most part. And there's some undulation, but it's like there's there's the greens are so good. It's like, Okay, let me see if I can make a 20 footer right to left or with a foot of break. Okay, yeah, cash it. Boom, here we go. Now onto the next hole. But it, I, it, it's really it's impressive to watch guys make putts 100%. But I think it loses its luster a little bit because you're just on, on TV, you just watch these guys from 20 feet make a putt and they don't realize how hard it is. But it just, it's not as entertaining to watch guys putt. That's, you know, if that makes sense. Like if you <laughs> want to see some, a little bit more of a skill set. You know, like, hey, he's got to he's got to peel this driver off the left side of the fairway because he's got, you know, a hazard down the left and he's got bunkers here and he's got to cover the bunkers. You know, there's just not not a whole lot of that there. It's just let a rip, you know, hit as close as you can, you know, because there's nothing really up there. There's no trouble. And then just, you know, make make putts. And obviously, 34 under par. I mean, I yeah. don't know not 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 a not a big fan it was bo- it's boring to me in my in my opinion
0: yeah well let's get to the scoring in a second I, the one thing i do like about cam uh, his attitude is is fantastic he never seems to be flustered you know he's going again i think that helps maybe the quirky swing i don't think he really cares you know he's just mm-hmm. like he's confident in himself and he's got a, if you look at some of the stats and he he's got a he's a great iron player he's not great off the tee um I should say last year, the full season, he was a good iron player. So far this season, he's played four events and is a great iron player. He's also has played four events and hasn't finished outside the top 15. He's had a a first, a fourth, a ninth and a 15th. So, um, but even looking back last year, he played 24 events, made 21 cuts, 14 of them in the top 25, eight in the top 10, you know, just solid, solid playing. And, you know, you're paired with the number one player in the world and he, he you know he these guys play with each other all the time so it's not like they're shell-shocked but still yeah. to go toe for toe with rom and i didn't get to see a ton of it on sunday um i watched a lot uh thursday friday saturday but it was just like birdie 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 birdie. they're just going back and forth neither of them kind of yeah let, let up or felt like okay you know oh, this guy's gonna pull away and it was it was it was that was kind of fun to watch but um, I, I agree. Let's kind of get to the thirty four under par that, that's a little bonkers. You know it. And now, granted, they were playing on a very soft golf course. Hawaii has gotten a ton of rain over the last month or so. They had ball in hand for a couple of days, uh, lift clean in place. When you give those guys no wind, which is kind of rare for there too, no wind, soft conditions, ball in hand, it's kind of a pitch and putt.
1: But they, but I I agree. But it's always a low-scoring affair in every year. It is, yeah. So let's bring it back. Let's try to get the guy shooting 10 to 15 under par rather than, you know, hey, shot 27 under par 23 under par this week, you know, just to help, you know, combat anything in a situation like the environmental circumstances like this where you have weather, um, you know, and soft fairways, ball in hand, no wind, you know because if they do have that and the course is set up tougher they shoot 20 under par and it's still there's still some competition there but if you know if, if you set it up in the way that they did and they don't get any win and they have rain and they have ball in hand you get 30 plus under par which is like you know it's like how do you compare like it, it doesn't even it, it, it's like how do you it, it's like if if everyone in the nba scored 60 points every night you're like is that a good game you know yeah. I, is it a good i don't know like i, I don't know how to compare it you know, kind of like what we talked about earlier with like, you know, playing 12 hole golf course. Like, it's like, how do I compare my score to every day when I go play a 12 hole golf course? And I shot 47. I'm like, hey, is that good? I don't know. I was like, I've never played a 12 hole golf course before.
0: So we're not anyway. going down that rabbit hole, Jay. <laughs> but no, I mean, you just look at like these scores that were shot over the weekend, the amount of like 64 and under scores is just stupid. I mean, JT on Saturday sets the scoring record at 61, which is 12 under there because it's a par 73. And he only had it alone for two hours. And then Rom comes in and ties him with it. It's like, yeah.
2: Then Matt Jones matched it again on Sunday. Yeah. It's
0: like, you know, my man Colin Morikawa. he shoots 62 on Sunday, finishes 25 under, tied for fifth, nine back, (laughs) 25 under, and he's nine back. Thanks for coming. Like, Thanks for coming. Hope you had a good time in Maui. <laughs> like, like holy shit. Like most of these guys, if you would have said, Yeah, I'll take 2500 to start the week. I think yeah. 24 under won it last year. I think. I can't remember exactly, but it was up, you know, it was up there. It's always been, like you said, it's always been a low scoring affair there. Uh, even though it's what 75, 7600 but um, there's so much elevation. A lot of those T shots play way downhill and they run for 60, 70, 80 yards. Yeah, what's your take, McLean, on 34 under is that fun to you boring to you
2: it almost gets it that's good it's, it's going too far it's going a little bit too far i look i love watching guys make birdies but when it looks like a pitching and putt and guys are just hitting wedges inside of five feet all day no it's not fun I want to, I want to see a little bit more difficulty to the golf course. I want to see it. I think Jay's right. You know, 10 to 15 under is a great target winning score. Um, I think there you get a really good blend of uh, guys making some birdies, but guys also making a couple of bogeys. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's more one realistic to the average golfer, but also maybe a little bit more entertaining to watch. So. When it comes down to it, it's like, hey, incredible feat by those guys. Let, let's let's also give kudos to where it is because there's still very few people in the world that could play a pitch and putt and shoot 34 under. Uh You still got to convert. You still got to be comfortable putting that number and signing scorecards for back-to-back 61, 62, for example. It's very hard, and Jay can tell you very quickly, it's very hard to follow a 62 up with a 61. <laughs> it's impossible. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just going to tell you right now. It's very, very difficult. So to – not I've never negate, done it <laughs> right. Not to negate, <laughs> not, any not in a skill, tournament, <laughs> right. That's it, it, on the PGA tour, mind you, yeah. you know, so not to negate any skill to those guys, what they did um, at the golf tournament, but I do think that the golf course needs to be set up tougher. Um, I love watching the bomb part of uh, Kapalua. I think that's kind of fun getting to see a lot of the role yeah, and kind of some of the, uh, you know, some of the bounces that you get out there, but let's go ahead and narrow those fairways in a little bit. Just yeah. narrow it in a little yeah. bit. Let's grow up some bit. rough. You know, let, let's let's make this thing a little more different. I mean, if I was a tournament director right now, I would be aiming for a sub 20 underscore next year. Um, I would say, all right, guys, we, we've got to make this not more interesting, but more realistic. I mean, what we saw was an absolute demolishing of turf. I don't even yeah. want to call it a golf course. Yeah. It was It's just turf that they ran over and absolutely destroyed. I
0: mean, Cam Smith, 65, 64, 64, 65 on a par 73. Like, that's just stupid. Get him where you fit him. I mean, that's just nuts. I'm just, I'm just looking at these ROM 66, 66, 61, 66. It's just, yeah, it, it's crazy, you know? jay's jay's poor guy victor hovland started off hot started yeah. off hot finishes 14 under tied 30th at 14 mm-hmm. on. and it's just like you look at it like yeah that's almost that's that's
2: closer to dfl than it is top yeah. uh oh top yeah 25. i mean what was it was 38 guys, no, top 30 guys 38
1: 38, 38. guys in the bottom bottom
0: third
2: yeah it's uh Ninth from last.
0: (laughs) That's right. Yeah. You're right. Good math. There you
2: go. Just Um, eighth from last. Eighth from last. It was bad math, actually. Terrible math, quite (laughs) frankly. Well,
1: it depends on how you look at it. Like, is it ninth? I tried
2: to carry a zero. I tried to carry a zero. Is it Count
1: where he is, and is it eighth? That's always
2: good. Yeah, Yeah, exactly.
0: There was only six guys worse than him because there was a a three way tie at at 30th. Okay. 30, so however you want to look at that yeah but, but still
2: i mean and hold on uh wasn't eight wasn't 38th J- jason kokrak at like 15 under or something
0: uh seven under seven under sorry seven under he seven finished under. so kokrak finished last yeah dfl at seven did not did not break 70 once are you serious
2: god he sucks <laughs>
0: <laughs> he sucks
2: what is 70 70 70 71
0: 72 70
1: 72 71 minus seven. par, par, par oh, 73, right. 73. I three. forgot about that yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah well I've only said it twice but it's okay. yeah yeah it's surprising
2: far the there I think par it's 70 71 rear? Mike what is yeah. it 71? I think it's 73 73 by. wow oh, that's weird. weird 73 are you sure that's about that weird. as a member of the media you should have gotten that in earlier just saying
0: <laughs> you know there's this there's this uh uh sports radio show I listen to and they always have this segment uh, when the hosts aren't listening and they'll play back when like one of the other hosts repeats like the exact same thing the ho- other host just said and they're like uh, I just I just said that and we started we start having that segment when hosts aren't wow. listening
1: we've got a lot going on here it's a lot of <laughs> zoom zoom boxes and I'm trying to keep up with everyone
0: it's usually just one voice at a time talking though
1: yeah,
0: sometimes sometimes
1: not with this group
0: um what do, what do you guys make of Rom? You know, he had he had talked about back in the fall being burnt out. Uh, you know, he played the Ryder Cup and then he went over and played in Spain and a couple other events and he withdrew from one and was just like, I need to break. And we haven't seen him since October. And you know, number one player in the world just comes right back out and obviously plays his ass off, loses by one, but um just you know, status quo for John Rom. just keep it going.
2: I got a confession to make. I'm not a John Ron fan. I've lost it entirely. At one point I was. But when I watch him play golf, I just don't have fun.
0: Yeah, I have I used to really not like the guy because of his attitude. Now he's fixed that and he's he's done a lot better with his anger and all that kind of stuff. And I think I like um,
2: him more than. But
0: yeah. I, I don't know. He I I I don't root for him.
2: No, I, I don't, I don't know. And I don't know I, why I got to be honest. He looks awful in Travis Matthew. He looks awful. Those shoes he's wearing, it does it the brand and the human being do not match absolutely do not match so i i dislike that and i that's also a good question.
1: hold on hold on before you go further what Shoot. what do you think he should wear i'm curious because i kind of agree it doesn't matter like only, he's only some, wearing that because callaway owns
0: travis matthew that's a hundred percent some
1: brands match certain physiques like what what would be a good like should he be wearing sketchers or like what do you- are you we're talking to shoes or apparel I know, but I
2: mean, both, you know, he needs, he needs something that's a little bit, uh, he, he, he needs something probably more custom. Um, am being honest, he should probably call he's, Phil Mickelson and get his he's got a unique, he's
1: got a unique body
2: type. He's like six two. like, he's got a very unique body type and he's, he, he's got, he's huge, got ass. Like, huge ass, huge ass, <laughs> huge hips. That's what I was going to say. Just massive ass and hips. I mean, my goodness, uh, massive ass and hips. I mean, he doesn't need a caddy. His ass and hips can hold the fucking bag.
1: What was ah. he? Hold on, what what did he wear prior to Adidas? Because
2: he was a tailor made, oh, so he was wearing right. Adidas. Yeah, he looked good in Adidas. Yeah, he did. He did yeah, because
1: they could make some different fits, you know. I, I was gonna say, like, uh, the other would be like an athletic, like Under Armour or something, Would they could probably make something to work for him.
0: Yeah, yeah, I feel like he looked yeah. fine in like a Nike Under Armour, Adidas, that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, you get absolutely. some of this, like, slim fit. Like, kinda, I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, you know, you're not gonna, he's not gonna wear Grayson or no you know peter no. millar or he just doesn't like no, he no. could
2: do peter millar he could do peter millar um it yeah, would be, be odd because it would be like i mean i don't know the best way to say it it's just it fuck it we're gonna move on um <laughs> the first time you've ever moved on from something it just wasn't gonna come out attractive <laughs> being honest so regardless of which i think he would uh I think he would do well in Adidas. He looked good in Adidas. It's just it, whatever it is. Travis Matthew doesn't have the fit right for him. Those shoes don't look good. The pants look awful. And it it just it doesn't match the human being.
0: Okay,
1: that's funny.
2: I mean, that's that's good. That's candy. we'll, we'll monitor.
0: Care, but... We'll add that to the list this year. We're gonna monitor Rom's. You know
1: tire. what? I'm wondering if it, if we're thinking that, and there's a good chance that somebody else in Travis Matthew is thinking the same thing. And like, hey man, we've got to, we've got to. We got to change something this, here. This, yeah, he's yeah, only the number 1 change. player in
0: the fucking world.
1: Yeah, he's going to be on TV a lot. We, we need, need
0: the John Rom collection.
1: We need it to look good. Let's edit the fits. Let's make them fit him because he's our flagship player here. Let's let's make this work. Hey, you, you never know, know man. They're out in California.
2: Me. You never you never know out there, man. Oh, that's true.
1: Well, if they if they're gonna be on TV and if they keep showing John Rom wearing stuff like you said that doesn't fit right, then then people aren't gonna buy it.
2: (laughs) I'll be honest though, I was in a Travis Matthew store in the mall the other day. You know those things are popping up all over the place, and they had some stuff in there that's really good. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm not bashing Travis Matthew, but I will say that I I don't. They've raised their prices um, to a point I was I was kind of shocked. There's a lot of stuff they they have in there that's higher than Peter Millar for a very similar product and i'm sorry that's that's not a that's not a choice for me
0: no travis travis is good we actually we had them to the club last year um for our member guest as the big gift and we brought out the the tour van the bus that they came rolling in and had a big yep. huge display and kegar right,
2: yeah that thing's awesome
0: they got a rooftop party deck on this thing they had a golden tee I mean, it's it was you know TVs on it. It was it was pretty fun. It was pretty badass. Music playing. Absolutely. Guys, Absolutely. guys loved it, and they all got to pick their custom package. So no, no, I, yeah, no not bad.
1: Their stuff is awesome. I mean, it's more of the. I think you're, to your point, McLean. I think it was just more of like finding you know, they need to figure out the fit for John Rom and specifically, like because yeah, I've they, had Travis Matthews. All their stuff is great. I mean, Travis. I have is a Travis bunch of, there, so. is one of
2: the. Travis Johnson was one of the – Travis Johnson was the originator. I actually know yeah. Travis pretty well. Um, Travis Johnson was a- the founder, and he got – unfortunately, he got kicked out. He got forced out when the yeah. brand went public. And um, he now does Matt Gray and Heather Gray. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, he's got – Ollie Snyder Jans is his big player.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, but, yeah, their stuff is going to actually sold it for a little while. Um, but, yeah, Travis, awesome. Good dude. Yeah. Yeah. His middle name is Matthew.
0: There you go. There you go. So that's where it came from. There yeah. You. So um, did you guys, I just heard this story today about Kapalua. I think John Wood might've told it on the air later today. It was a story about Stevie Williams having a bet with Butch Harmon and Tiger at Kapalua years ago, like in the early years when Tiger used to play that event. And they were talking about how Hilly the place was and how hard it is to walk and stevie made a bet with them that he could run the back nine and make sure to touch every t-box and every green in under 30 minutes and allegedly he said he told john wood that he did it in 28 minutes
1: wow i mean i wouldn't put it past stevie to to say that and do it 100%. <laughs> i mean that dude, he definitely like a, it, yeah. that guy,
0: a he, animal. Doesn't, he doesn't mess around. Like, if he says he's doing something, he's going to freaking do it. Yeah, he's an animal. You know? Now, I've so. never been to Kapalua, but that place looks like there's a lot of ground to cover. And it is hilly with like massive distance in between green to the next T box.
1: It's incredibly hilly. Like,
0: like the, the
1: TV doesn't do it justice. Like, it looks like when you're at certain points of standing there, and I haven't played it that course but i've been on the grounds into the clubhouse i mean there's sometimes you're looking out and you it's like you have vertigo you're like am i looking down at the ocean or up or like where am i like it's it is so crazy so much going
0: on yeah yeah i i just heard that story today i read it somewhere and i was like that's that's pretty bonkers that's that's getting after it yeah so um anything else on the sony or the sony um on the century kapalua any other thoughts? No, make it hurt. any any, any guys surprise you, good or bad? JT's, I like the, I like the JT's pictures
2: f- of Jenna Sims from the uh Century, that was awesome. It's the second episode in a row, you've
0: mentioned her. <laughs> Not that I'm complaining, I'm just saying
2: that, that was that was, I thought, the highlight. <laughs>
0: uh, I will say JT kind of surprised me with an open around 74, I didn't see that coming. I mean, yeah. he. He did turn around 67, 61, 65, sneak into a top five. Mr. McLean Boyd won our DraftKings, picked up where he left off in the fall series. Uh, It's been a pretty uh, consistent McLean, Mike, Jay, one, two, three here recently.
1: It's terrible. It's terrible.
0: I just wanted to say that for Jay because I know he he fucking hates losing. I mean, it's not that big of a deal. I don't care. Jay gets pissed if he loses a coin toss. He doesn't fucking, he's like, bullshit.
1: I mean, there's, if, if I lose a coin toss and there's some outside influence that's making it
2: <laughs> pretty good at
1: coin flip, coin flip. So I should be winning all of them.
2: Well, um, it's like it's, it's basically pure luck.
1: <laughs> it's <50/50. laughs>
2: Yeah. It's basically pure luck. I mean, it's,
1: if you go, if you go coin flip heads or tails right now, what's your go to every single time
2: tails? I'm a heads tails. guy.
1: I'm a heads guy every time. And then I have a, you know, People say tails never fails.
2: Just because it's cool to say. Yeah. It's because it rhymes. But I, I mean, that's actually I mark I my ball. why I say it because when I win, I don't have a good heads line. So if I had a good <laughs> heads line, I'd probably have something like that. But there's nothing like that. Heads never fail. Doesn't yeah. fucking run. <laughs> Sorry. Doesn't work.
1: Um, I always mark my ball heads up. So that's that's probably
2: why. I also always mark it heads up. So there you go. should be a hit. Yeah. Well, at least I used to. I don't think I do that anymore. I don't think I pay attention to it. I probably also play in groups where we don't actually mark our balls.
0: (laughs) Pick them up. It's good. It's good. Scoop it.
2: Break them. Break them. What did you do today? 68. Kidding. (laughs) Kidding.
0: So the next topic kind of stemmed from a conversation Jay and I had a little bit yesterday in our car ride up to D.C. and back. Um, So Bryson was a late add to the Sony field. Uh, this week um came out during Kapalua that he was going to play. And then yesterday he WDs for a wrist injury and Jay was talking. He's, he's trying to get his goal to 175 mile or ball speed. If you heard a, his new year's resolution in the last pod. Oh, and yeah. so he, Jay, you've been doing a bunch of speed training and talking about the force it, it takes to do that. And, how much you got to kind of jack your body up and you kind of get tense essentially. I mean, do we think Bryson is gonna? I have no idea if his wrist issue is related to his speed training, it's got to play some What's sort you of trying role to get his ball it, speed
1: to 100%.
0: Jay's trying to get it to 175, <laughs> Jay or no, Jay. Bryson? No, Bryson's at two hundred balls.
2: I'm, I'm well aware. That's why I'm eight, over here. Like what? In eight iron. is
1: eight irons one seventy five ball speed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm trying probably to get four, my driver. I'm hours. trying to get my driver in the mid one seventies again. Um, gotcha. But you know, it, you know. Yes, we did talk about this, but uh, I think. Do I think that his injury is somehow related a little bit? hundred uh, percent. I mean it. it whether he acknowledges or not, or if it came up from doing something else, but the stress that you put on your body swinging the club that fast, um, it's a hundred percent. I mean, I I think, you know, people, you know, look at golfers, you know, they don't look at at them as athletes and and that's fine. But, you know, when you, when you swing a club, especially at the speed that he's swinging it now and the the limits that he is pushing um, in order to swing it that fast and still be able to, Maintain, maintain some type of skill set, or and 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 square the face up. That impact is is not easy to do, because a lot of people can swing it fast. But can you swing it fast and, and have the face square to your target over over and over and over? And he is doing a really good job of it. But in order for him to do it, he puts his body and his wrists in some really weird positions. A lot of it due to the the oversized grips that he uses and, the uh, you know, the, the one plane, you know, approach that he takes. If you watch his swing in slow motion, look at his left wrist and because he has such a weak grip with that big fat baseball grip, it really puts that. I don't know if it's, if it's his right or his left wrist, but either way, he puts himself in some really awkward positions in my opinion. And I think when you swing a club at 200 and, or I'm sorry, when you swing, a club that fast with ball speeds, you know, an over 200 miles an hour, you're going to put in an enormous. Yeah. He's swinging at rest. 130 miles an hour. Yeah. It, it's insane. So I think it's just a matter of time before, you know, we, we I, I think it was a matter of time before we, we saw him have some type of injury, you know, whether it's wrist, whether it's neck back, you know, some of those um, some of those body parts are not conducive for swinging the club that fast, especially in, you know, the way he holds the club and the positions that he holds him. So, I'm not surprised by it. Um, so he's—I he, know he's trying to push the, the boundaries, and I, I, I do applaud him for that. But you know, at what expense? I mean, we saw Tiger do that—you know—in the early 2000s. No one swung the swung the club as fast as he did back then, and you know, he paid for it with a lot of back injuries and a lot of you know knee inju- and knee injuries. Um, you know, so it, it's yet to be seen, but. I think, I think we're seeing kind of the beginning of it. I mean, I hope not. I hope somehow he finds a way to balance it out,
0: but I think... <laughs> <that's> steroids. <right>. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> What's your take, McLean? You think it's going to lead to injuries? And we're just speculating is that this is a, you know, speed-related injury, but it, the amount of it, golf balls that guy hits, right, just from a sheer standpoint, and then... Swinging like he swings 110% on every swing, even when he's training. Um, And it's more for him. It's, it seems like it's more
2: training than it is practicing, but um. yeah, I mean, it's very interesting. I mean, here's the one thing we have no idea because he's the first of his kind, you know, he's, which I applaud to a certain degree because it's so, he's so willing to try something different. And I think that's pretty cool and very unique. I'm. I don't know that I'm a fan, but regardless, um, if you just look at math, you would think it's obviously going to lead to more injuries. If you look at the amount of speed and the amount of reps, if you just do perfect math, I mean, a guy that does half of that, which I'm not saying this is an accurate number, a totally arbitrary number, but if you have a guy at doing something at 110 percent. 10,000 times and you have a guy doing something at 75%, 5,000 times, one body going to take a lot less wear and tear just right. in the most dumbest math I can possibly come up with to simplify it uh, down to the eighth degree. Right. Yeah. So sure. Yeah. There's definitely something to, to go there now, you know, taking into account are, are both bodies equal?
1: Yeah. Do they both I get mean, treated
2: I- equal. Are they in the exact Uh, same amount of shape you know there's so many other variables that enter into that conversation but at the same time yes putting more stress on something will wear it out but how do you where is that line and that's that's the number you can't quantify you know it's can you vj sing it and hit a million balls forever i mean if you look at vj sing that he's the kind of the gold standard in over practicing and hitting balls till the the sun went down um he did it forever now he was never in incredible shape, but I don't know that he was ever in bad shape. You know, I don't think he ever really worked out. I, I'm, I'm fairly certain he never worked out, as far as I know. But he does
1: he now. Was, he, He's a
2: he he's a, a now and the now last. Now he is. I've yeah, I've I been following. I, I have no idea. Um, but, but not, I don't not think, to the. I don't think back the in face. the day he was a he was a big you know physical ball guy beater. on that side of thing. No, he was always a ball beater, but I I don't think he was ever a a big in the gym guy. Uh, especially at least not early on and he's one of the few guys that i think um beat balls till the sun went down and and made a really good career out of it at kind of at the top for the majority of his career um so you know it'll be interesting to see how well he can hold up you know time will tell he's the first of his kind he's the first to put himself through this kind of training, is it something that we're going to end up seeing a lot of early injuries? I mean, are we going to see, and I'm not, I, I hesitate to even make this analogy because I don't think people, I don't want anyone to think that I'm putting him in the same conversation because I'm not, but Tiger dealt with a lot of injuries over his career. If we see the same thing, it, it's kind of yet to be determined because even what Bryson's doing is elevated from quite frankly, what Tiger was doing. Yeah. So time will tell, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's a dangerous game to play.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not a, a personal trainer and um, I don't know the body, you know, like physios do and trainers do. And, but, you know, and everyone's going to roll their eyes when they hear me bring up his name, but you look at what Tom Brady has <laughs> tried to sell. I am, hey, I'm
1: rolling my eyes. Yeah. hundred
2: percent. McLean did.
0: He was to get him
2: in every fucking episode. A, he <laughs> might as well. Might as well be the emergency nine podcast with special guest, Tom Brady, not. Tommy, appearing. Hey, that's to <laughs> We are, but, but we, are,
0: appearing. <laughs> <laughs> we are in January. So that's what matters for
2: Tommy. Unbelievable.
0: But no, I mean, he talks Tommy. a lot. He talks a lot about, you know, eating right and avoiding foods that cause inflammation. He doesn't eat nightshades and tomatoes and all this kind of stuff. And yeah. he's not a believer in, um weights and he does a lot of resistance bands and pliability and flexibility and i i mean some of it's odd i have his i have tom's book the tb12 method book and i haven't read the thing cover to cover but i've flipped through it and some of it's different and a little bit out there it's hard to kind of argue with i mean at least at least for tom right every every body is different and every sport is yeah. different and every movement is different um but I don't know. It's just another way of looking at it and doing it in,
2: you know. Big shocker! Time. You have this book, by the way. Big shock.
0: <laughs> Some of the pages will start together, but it's all
2: right. Yeah, I guarantee <laughs> that's, the, that's the picture <laughs> section for sure. Unreal. Tom at the beach.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't think you're. I don't think you're too far off, though. I mean, obviously the he's not the first person to to, to do this. He may be the most famous athlete to kind of follow
0: yes. this path yeah. but, and he's done a um, hell of a marketing job with it
1: a lot of a lot of boxers believe in the same thing they want to keep their 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 muscles loose and long if that makes sense and they're not big on lifting weights because the the muscles become you know uh tight and and short and um you know constricted you know if that makes sense like they're, they're always in a, a contracted state whereas you know boxers want their muscles loose and long so they're they're quick and fast and And that's kind of, I think what Tom, and it also keeps the, you know, with his, he's so big on water intake. It keeps the Mm -hmm. joints and the smaller muscles, the tendons, ligaments, you know, hydrated so he's less susceptible to injury. So, I mean, it sounds like I've read the book and I actually haven't, but, (laughs) but I, I, I I know enough about what he's trying to say. And obviously in that, that, that sparked that that, we talked about that last night too, Mike, but that, that kind of came about after you had that 2008, you know, torn ACL, which it wasn't necessarily due to, you know, maybe his diet. It was, it was a low hit and the guy, you know, hit his, hit his leg. And I mean, you, you can't stop that, but it sparked him. Like I'm going to do everything I can to be in the best shape that I can be to kind of the longevity, know, going, the longevity of the career. And I think, you know, it's funny that you see some of the guys on the PJ tour that have kind of made it the longest and they're not big, um, Weightlifters, you know, you look at somebody that has played late into their career uh, in the, that are relevant now, like a Jim Furyk, like a Stewart Sink. These guys are that you wouldn't think of them as the greatest athletes, but, um, you know, the, in, in their sport, they are for the longevity of the career. They've made it till the late 40s, early 50s and still playing at a high level, but never, you know, big weightlifters, but stay in great shape. I mean, stay very fit. I mean, Stewart Sink and, and Jim Furyk both work out constantly just keep their bodies right for their sport obviously um and it's just different it's a different approach that he's taken i mean he's really laying on the speed thing uh uh, he's laying on it a lot like that that's his goal like you you know you'd see him post something um after a round and say hey got ball speed up to 220 or whatever And you're like "What, what what did you shoot like why is that that's like his only focus right now is just ball speed and i'm like it's great. I mean, it's an advantage, but it's just a one small portion of, of the game. Um, and, you know, you'd hate to see he's a talented guy. He, I mean, he was, a, he was a PGA tour winner before he decided to try to hit the ball, you know, 400 yards. So you wonder, it's like, you know, what's, what's too far, you know, you know, where's the balance. Um, yep. And you've seen a, you've seen some other guys, um, you know, like Rory and, you uh, and Tony female that, that have that type of speed that could have that speed. Um, and they've backed That's off of, of it. shows
0: and not to, yeah.
1: Yeah. They're like, look, I, I need, I'm, I'm here to play golf. And there's so many facets of, of being a great golfer and, and speed's just one of them. And they naturally have it. And I think for them to push the envelope and go that far, it's going to take away from the other things that they do really well. <laughs> And I don't know. It, it Maybe Bryson. It may, it may be at that point here, especially if he has a, a a severe injury, where he's like, "Look, I think I may have taken it too far."
0: Yet yeah. to be seen. So we'll see. It was interesting. Um but we'll uh, we we'll keep an eye on Bryson, of course, because he won't leave our sight. Hmm. Well, let's get into uh, let's get into our picks. Um, Sony Open this week. Some more primetime golf. In Hawaii at uh, Wai Lai Country Club. A short golf course, 7,000 yards, par 70. So very different, almost as, and very flat. So as about as different as you can get um, from what those guys at that small field played last week at Kapalua. Um, We got some stats sent to us from our good buddy Mike Ferguson, which I didn't listen to a single one of those stats that I read out loud. Yeah, I mean, I no, I I went back and I read them myself, but I but didn't, didn't use with, them. I didn't use those and go with any of those guys. So
1: <laughs> it was pretty, it was pretty, pretty cool stuff.
0: It was, it um, was pretty interesting. I'm glad somebody else did that research and not me. Yeah, yeah no. So but who knows um, how long it
1: took to get to get? All yeah, exactly.
0: So I had a hard time with my team. I I felt like there was like 15 guys that I wanted to pick and just trying to match up the dollars and get it where i wanted to i I didn't have the i don't know i'm not the most confident let's just say that so um anyone want to go first you want me
2: to go first i'm ready when you guys are all right McLean, you're ready go ahead you're the winner all right uh in the top spot i've got mr ryan palmer Oh, sorry, he's not in my top spot. Sorry, he's in he's in my heart. It's in top spot in my heart. That's you right. Know, there n- you go. Number one in your hearts, number three in your playbook. Um uh Hideki Matsuyama, 10,600. Uh, I just have a good feeling about him, been playing good. He's one of those guys, he's always sneaky. Um, I don't think we give him enough credit because of the language barrier. And sometimes he all he might get a little bit forgotten, but the guy's a, the guy's a stud. He plays well in big events. We see him up at the top of leaderboard a lot. I think he's gonna play well this week. Yep. Um moving on from there. My next pick, you already know. Uh Abraham Answer. Oh, the Spanish sensation makes his 2020 <laughs> debut. 2020? <laughs> 2022. Sorry, whatever. Whatever you are, know, yeah, two two years away. Not, not even not even fucking close. Um, regardless, <laughs> Abraham like he's not, Answer, like he's not Spanish seven. 97. Hey, we're both off. What can I say? Uh Abraham answered 9,700. Uh again, when we talk about maybe not the longest best player in the game, I think he's the best short short hitter in the group. I I really do. Um, moving down from there, Mr. Ryan Palmer, the West Texas slanger. Um, we don't need we his reputation precedes himself. Um from there I, I i went with i went with a little bit of an unknown but looking back at some of his data he's got some good data i took takumi kanayawa kanayawa kanawa one of those
1: try try that one more time
2: takumi <laughs> kanawa kanaya kanaya i think it's kanaya So. <laughs>
1: I love it. This is awesome. This is entertaining though. Yeah, keep going. The bad,
2: part, the bad part is I'm not trying to be an asshole, but I'm at this point I am teetering on racist. <laughs> like, I feel like that's where it's gotten. And and I love I love Japanese people. Love Japanese food too, if anyone's keeping track. Um, but the guy finished seventh at the Zozo. 28th at the Irish Open, 17th at the BMW International Open, 53, 53rd at the Saudi, and last year, 9th at the Omega Dubai Desert Classic. So the guy's playing some big golf. We know how some of these international um, tournaments get ranked. He's in the Sony field, and I I think he's going to be a nice, sneaky pick. So I'm looking forward to seeing what Takumi has to, uh, has to say this week. Uh, moving down from there, short hitters, paradise. Give me Zach Johnson and Stuart sink. Let's roll. There you go.
0: Okay. Jay bird.
1: Um, yep. I am, uh, I, I, we've got a couple overlapping players, but, um, I'll start from the bottom. I'm working my way up here. Uh, did go with Stuart sink. Um, he's played well there. I don't know how many, I mean, geez, how many times has he played there? Uh, about 111. <laughs> I mean, it's, it seems like that. Um, he has played there, you know, 12 times and he's missed the cut once. Um, so if if not 13 times, so there you go. I I need a guy who's at 7,200 bucks, pretty consistent. So hopefully he plays decent. Um, jump up to Joel Damon. He's been playing well this year, six, six, six of six cuts made. And, um, had some decent success there in the past. Um, then I go with Charlie Howell the third, who loves this place. Again, he's played there, gosh, who knows how many times. It's hard to count, but he seems to find a way to play well every time he goes to uh Wiley. Um, so he's in the lineup and he, you know, he's a guy. If he does make the cut, he's gonna give go some points there. Um, odds are
2: the he makes the cut.
1: DraftKings. He, he you know, he loves that place. So um I would I would love to, for him to sneak out of top ten. That would really help
2: help my one goals. of the <laughs> one of the best ball strikers out there.
1: Yep, you're right. And then uh, you know, speaking of great ball strikers, Russell Henley, um, incredible ball striker. Uh, obviously, he's had some success there. Uh, past
0: champ,
1: in past champ. Um, and then we go, we jump up to Mister Taylor Gooch, who's just been playing great. You know, this year, seven of seven cuts made. Um, again, another guy who, who really can control his ball. Uh, and then, uh, Corey Connors at 9,600 bucks. Um, he's, he's my highest price guy here, but again, like, like we said, a little bit of windy conditions, you know, fast, firm, typically can play kind of fast and firm with some dog legs. He's got, like I said, control over his ball. I feel like he's going to great driver, the golf ball, uh, you know, great iron player. Um, and
0: you know, if he has a great week putting, you know, he has a chance to win. All right. I like it. Uh, Jay. Yeah. You and I have a couple of the, uh, couple of the same guys here. So, um, looking at my squad, I'll start at the bottom here. Georgia bulldog going to be riding high off the big victory. I got Hudson Swafford, 68, <laughs> $6,800, um, played decent, um, uh, Back in the fall series, handful of cuts, a bunch of kind of top 30s. So uh, we'll go Hudson Swaffer there, 6,800. Then we're going to go up to Denny McCarthy. He's a short hitter, short golf course, tight. He can put his you-know-what off. Um, Is he a short hitter? I don't know. I'm not just going to go with that. I think he
1: He, he actually hits it pretty good. I mean, he's the, not like a bomber bomber. Yeah. But yeah.
0: Um, he's had a couple, he had a couple really good finishes back in the fall. Great Uh, butter though. You're right. Yeah. He's had the few top 20, I think had like three or four top twenties back in the fall series, uh, top 10. So Denny McCarthy there at 7,400. And then I thought was going to be my sleeper, but I guess not, uh, 7,600 Joel Damon just been playing awesome. Uh, I thought that was a steal at $7,600 on the DraftKings. Yeah. um, at that dollar amount. So I'm going to go him there. Uh, by the way, Joel Damon, funny clip he posted on social media last week, he was taking a shuttle to Kapalua and the shuttle driver was thought he was like a spectator and was telling him where to sit and what grandstands and what time to get to certain places to watch all the players. And Joel was, was a great sport and was just kind of going along. Oh, OK, yeah, yeah. So they're going to play what time and they, I got to get where? And it was it was great. Um, I mean, he really doesn't look like a, like a, I mean, the, the, the way he wears his clothes and his hats and everything just looks so uh, unbecoming. Like, yeah. He's just like, yeah I'm just another guy, you know? That's right. <laughs> but funny clip. His, his caddy is a great follow on social media too. Gino. I forget Gino's last name, but, um, Borelli. There you go. Um, good, good guys to follow on social media if you, if you're, that's your thing. Then, uh, I'm going up to one of my, who I called my breakout star of 2022 Maverick McNeely, $8,300. Um, again, a great fall series is going to continue that, uh, this week in, uh, Hawaii. And then I go up Corey Connors, $9,600. Just a great, great ball striker as we love here on the show and has good success there at Sony, uh, I think he was had a third finish a uh, top 12 as well in, in 2020 so plays that golf course well and i was reading the stat earlier that's the best course that he puts on of any course on pga wow. tour his best that's putting big... stats he's not a great putter but his best putting stats come at yla so that's great uh we'll go there and then he played great for me last week ten thousand three hundred dollars sung jm guy's huh. playing he's playing well the guy has been playing his ass off he plays in every event. Um, his last starts, 8th, 19th, ninth, 1st. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah, I'd say. So uh, look for Sung M to have another solid, solid week, and I would anticipate a, a top five finish, if not a victory, from Sungjae. He's Red never
1: day. finished inside the top 15 in this event,
0: but he's only All played right. three times. Yeah, so, you know, fucking first for everything, Jay. <laughs> Uh, so that's it. Um, again, we got some hmm. some primetime golf, which as everyone knows, I'm a huge fan of. And um, it might snow again in Richmond this weekend. So we'll look at Hawaii while we're contemplating going to shovel or not. I love it. I love it. You guys
2: should really come down here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. We so,
2: so, yeah, that's it. Um, we do need to get the dates for the non-member invitational for Jay and I.
0: Yeah, I think you can kind of create your own dates on that, McLean. That's actually
2: what I'm kind of looking at. <laughs> you, you tell me, and I'll hulse it for you, pal. I cannot wait. Can we get a scoreboard for the two of us? Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> let's,
0: let's not get too crazy here. <laughs> I'm sure, one of my one of my trusty assistants can do that for you.
2: Love yeah. that. Ad, Adam's already going to love that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I better grease him with a steak. Like been it. known been known to make that work. So, um, hopefully everyone
0: enjoys the, uh, the golf this weekend in Hawaii and, uh, we'll be back next week. Thanks for tuning in boys.
2: Later. Later. Thanks guys. Cheers.